0: So to understand this Gospel, we have to actually uh, talk about few things uh, on the way to the main essence uh, of the message. So, <clears throat> y- you can hear about this uh, terrible disease, which is uh, leprosy. Uh, you can google it, but I don't recommend it, uh, doesn't look great, uh, but if you want to do it, do it after the Mass, not now of course. Uh, It was and it is a terrible disease. Basically, uh, your body just rots away, Uh, starting with fingers, uh, nose, ears. Uh, It smells terrible. It looks terrible. And in Jesus' time, uh, as you know, uh, when someone was sick, basically it was associated with, you know, God is really upset with you. You have done something or someone in your family. So this is a punishment. Um, That's what they thought. And because this was a terrible still, is a terrible disease, uh, when you are sick, uh, you cannot be cured. Technically, you will die. It takes a long time, uh, but you will die. So there is no hope. And just to be safe with the society in Jesus' time, uh, people who were lepers, uh, they had their own villages outside of the you know, towns, and they were forbidden from coming to, you know, to town, to, to healthy people. They had to always stay in a you know, kind of huge distance just to be safe and not to, you know, not to spread, the, spread the disease. We got a glimpse of it uh, two years ago when COVID hit, right, first time. We had no idea what it was, now we know, uh, but everyone was scared you know, to death you know, but I can die, I can die. And we had to lock up ourselves in our homes. So this is how it was with, you know, someone who were, uh, you know, someone who were a leper. So you had to stay away from your family with other lepers. And of course, never be ever in contact with with your loved ones. Uh, And you just knew one thing, that you would die. And there is no hope. So this is, when we understand what's the background here, then we understand what happened in, in today's Gospel. Because these 10 lepers, they see Jesus from the distance, right, and they, uh, they just uh, shout out. You know, they always call to, to him, Lord Jesus, Master, you know, have pity on us. But as, Jesus, as Luke uh, uh, wrote down, they were in a distance, because they knew, again, you know, you cannot approach uh, healthy people. So Jesus basically was their last, last chance. They knew that this man, right, heals people. And guess what, he does it for free. So if I were them, I would do the same thing, you know? Uh, no insurance needed with this guy. It would be great to have Jesus today. And as you can imagine, crowds, crowds followed him. Free food, as you remember free, no doctor (laughs) and he tells you that you can live forever. Let's do it, you know, I'm in. So the lepers were like, excuse me, sir, Uh, have pity on us, okay? Jesus, master, hello you, yeah, that's you, I'm talking to you. Uh, And as you you can read here, he said nothing, he just said, go and show yourself to the priest. There was no like prayer, nothing here. So the thing is that they believed, all of them, all of the 10 lepers, they believed that they can be healed. So they turned around and they, uh, they went to the, to the priest, right? And on the way, they were healed. <clears throat> but here is the main message, right? Only one comes back to say thank you. Only one comes back to say thank you. Plus, as we know, he was a Samaritan, so not a, not a friend of the Jew. So, another uh, highlight. Because I was studying physics, I love numbers. I I always look for numbers in the Gospel if I can. So here is just 1 out of 10, which means 10% of people say thank you. Is it true? When I came to this country seven years ago, one thing that I literally learned quickly was that you wrote thank you notes, thank you letters. Something like this doesn't exist in Poland. We don't do it, we don't say thank you, like in a written form. So I had to learn when I was 25, seven years ago, uh, to write thank you notes, thank you notes. So of course I had to Google it first, you know, how you do it, why you do it, what's the reason. And uh, that was one of the first lessons that I was taught in the seminary in Michigan. We told when you get something or someone invites you for a dinner or, you know, something else happens, you write a thank you note. Now, I do it, of course, as a priest, you know, every time. But I learned something new, you know, the power of thank you. The power of thank you. But from this Gospel, we can, we can learn that uh, only 10% of, let's say, Catholics thank God, right? So, actually close to the statistics, those of you who are are here right now at the 6 p.m. Mass here at Lourdes, you are at the 10% of this parish, okay? Statistically, close to 20 people, parishioners or Catholics living within the boundaries of the parish, go to the Sunday Mass. Going back to the Eucharist, uh, you know that the Eucharist in Greek is Eucharistia, which means Thanksgiving. Yes, coming soon next month, right? We do it every every Sunday. There is no just one day, Thanksgiving Day, for this world. For you know, just a secular world, there is just one day. But for us, it's every Sunday. You say thank you every Sunday. So. Thank you for coming, because this is a huge—not for me, uh, for him. For him, saying thank you for he for what he has done uh, on, the, on the cross, on the cross. But again, Jesus healed them, but nice, not saying any any word. So another proof that he is God. Now, I would like to read to you a a few prayers that were written by uh, children. And you can see how children think, right? I guess you know anyway, but uh, how they pray, how they pray. Dear God, please send a new baby for mommy. The new baby you sent last week cries too much. (laughs) Or dear God, how many angels are there in heaven? I would like to be the first kid in my class to know the answer. Dear God, this is my prayer. Could you please give my brother some brain? So far he doesn't have any. (laughs) Dear Lord, thank you for the nice day today. You even fooled the TV weatherman. (laughs) Dear God, please help me in school. I need help in spelling, adding, history, geography, and writing. I don't need help in anything else. (laughs) Or, dear God, do you have any helpers in heaven? I would like to be one of your helpers in heaven when I have summer vacation. (laughs) Dear God, uh, tomorrow is my birthday. Could you please put a rainbow in the sky? Dear God, I need a raise in my allowance. Could you have one of your angels tell my father? Thank you. (laughs) Or last but not least, uh, dear God, I am saying my prayers for me and my brother Billy because Billy is six months old and he can do anything but sleep and wet his diapers. (laughs) Uh, You can see the simplicity of those prayers. We laugh, right, Uh, because they are kids, they are kids. Uh, But there is this great wisdom in them. Uh, Kids are always themselves, like they never never pretend, they tell you what they think, right. So we have to become like children on a spiritual level when we talk to God. That's even once he, he, he did so, right, he put the child next to him and he said so we have to do it, we have to do it. We have to be like the 10 lepers, you know, we have to come to him. Because we can take this gospel on a deeper level and I can say that each one of you is a leper, including myself, which means there is always some kind of problem or issue in our lives. Something that you think it's, it's killing you. And you, like, you may think there is no hope, like Jesus is my last, is my last hope. So the smart move would be to to come to him on Sunday to say thank you, because guess what, he can can, uh, heal you. And last thing that I want to talk about is about having this confidence in Christ. Uh, The biggest enemy for us is of course the devil and his demons. Uh, these guys are trying to uh, really undermine uh, our total confidence in Christ. Every day. It happens every day. Because the devil knows. He just knows. But if we start just thinking of Christ uh, as only a wise teacher, maybe a good guy, uh, but in this way, if we start thinking in this way, uh, we can lose that simple, strong uh, confidence and faith that the lepers had in, in Jesus. So again, I know following Christ's commandments and his teachings, the teaching of the church, uh, is not always easy for us. I understand. Uh, Christ demands us that we go against our fallen nature, fallen nature, instead of giving into it. I know again, it takes effort on our part, but uh, God always helps us out with his, with his grace with his grace. So here is the trap that we should avoid. If we start thinking of Jesus as just one religious leader among many, or if we start thinking uh, of Christianity, Catholicism, uh, just as one religion among many, or if we start thinking uh, of the Pope as just one of the, one of the leaders among, among many, uh, then we will have a great excuse uh, for picking and choosing what we what we want to do and what what we what we want to uh, follow, but just a reminder, and you know this I guess Christ is not just another philosopher he' is, he's is God. the church is not just one more religion Catholicism, the Catholic Church is the only one true church okay and Pope is not just one one more leader. Whatever he says about faith and morals is always true. He doesn't make any mistakes in this field. When the Pope says, I'm speaking to you ex cathedra, that's in Latin, from my chair, because cathedra in Latin means a chair. So it's, there is my cathedra where I sit on. So like here in Denver, right, we have the church, it's called the cathedral, which means the seat of the bishop. So this is his church. And the cathedral is called the Mother Church of all the churches in our Archdiocese. So this is how, how it works. And the most important one, of course, is uh, where the Pope is. So when he says, I'm speaking ex cathedra, uh, he says, I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. Uh, last time it happened 70 years ago. So. Uh, some of you have never experienced, you know, Pope uh, speaking ex-cathedra. Ex but he has this power coming from, uh, from God. When he, call, when he speaks about faith or morals, uh, he's never uh, mistaken. So today, uh, when you will be receiving Holy Communion, uh, the thing is you have to come here, right? And sound like I'm chasing you through the church. I won't do it right? You have to come here. Same like the lepers, the one actually who came back. And he said, thank you. What's the message for us again? Uh, Each one of us is sick. It's called the original sin, which was washed away in the baptism, but still we suffer. We commit sins. Only God can heal us. We have to come to him and we have to thank him. So uh, today I would say write a thank you note in your heart uh, for Him, for saving you every day, every day and helping you with all your problems. Be like the kids, thank Him honestly from your heart and this is the way to take God seriously in His church. We will avoid picking and choosing what we like But with struggles, we will follow uh, the only one uh, true way for all of us. This is how we can be redeemed, by following Christ and His his church. Uh, Let's receive Him. Let's thank Him today. uh, And let's continue this Mass, which is a Thanksgiving, uh, which happens every Sunday. Thank you for coming. Be back next Sunday, okay? Yes? Let's thank him.